0: This is A-Mats. I'm here with B-Pimp. B-Pimp, how's it going in Chicagoland? I'm B-Pimp and I'm loving life. Excellent. That's what we want to hear. How is the beautiful city and
1: suburbs of Chicagoland? Doing pretty good. We've had a lovely weather the last couple days um, after a long stretch of uh, disappointingly cold and even snowy April. That's, so. yeah, I I saw that and
0: my heart hurt for you. That's too late for it to be snowing.
1: Yeah, it was. It was a rough couple days when it, it, it had the week before. It had gotten warm, and then, bam, snow comes back. Isn't that the worst too? Because it's not like it was
0: cold the entire time. It's like they gave you a taste of summer and then they ripped it from you. They just ripped it away and laughed, and then threw snow on us. Yeah, but that is, uh, in a nutshell, Chicago. Sometimes. And we have a very Chicago, Chicagoland-centric episode, because we are going to be talking about the top breweries in Chicagoland. So I took this to be the entire Chicago MSA, which is, stands for Metropolitan Something Something. Uh, Statistical area? Yes, you got it. I should know that, because I'm an urban planner. But so that would include a little bit of northwest Indiana. Actually, it goes as far north as southern Wisconsin, uh, although I didn't include any in my top five list from southern Wisconsin. But we're going to talk about uh, our top breweries in Chicagoland, uh, and that's going to be our top five when we get to it. That list for me was difficult to put together. How about you, B,
1: um, I was pretty happy with how mine came together. Mm-hmm. I think I have some passion around all of them, so uh, I'm happy with it. I found there was a lot that... It wasn't easy
0: to pick the top, like, one, two, three. Uh, and it was... There were a lot that I I wish I could slot in that like, number five. Like, breweries that I liked a lot and want to get some recognition, but just weren't quite good enough, I
1: guess. yeah. And beer's weird because you could have... I mean, picking favorite breweries is kind of tough sometimes just because you can have um, like a favorite beer at one place that totally vaults one up and then like the selection at a different place. It's kind of tricky. I will say that that is the case with me.
0: For the most part, a lot of my favorites are vaulted by one or two beers, although a couple of them are spread out. But Chicagoland is... If you didn't already know, and you're looking for a reason to visit Chicago, the, the breweries in and around the area are great. There's, I mean, I don't want to reveal too many of them yet, because I know we'll talk about them in our top five, but that is a reason in and of itself to visit Chicago, for sure. So if you're listening to this episode and you're thinking, oh, they're just going to be talking about Chicago this whole time and I don't care about Chicago, this is a reason to care about Chicago. We're trying to give you tips of what beers to try when you visit the Windy City.
1: You gotta get ready to sample the wares of the Chicagoland area.
0: No, and if we do a future top five list of like top Chicago restaurants or deep dish or whatever, like we're we're just trying to make this like a traveler's guide for Chicago. So it's useful information. It's infotainment.
1: That that's when we'll rename ourselves to like the. Um something's guide to chicagoland
0: yeah maybe we can get like lonely planet or rick steve's travel company to buy out our podcast
1: i think that should be our new goal we should just pivot i think so
0: i I, i'm I'm tired of barking up the ruffles tree to try to get frito lay to buy some portion of what we do if they're not willing i think we got to go another route and it might be
1: it might be lonely planet I got distracted because you mentioned Ruffles Tree, and I just started thinking of a tree full of Ruffles. How amazing would that be? I got really hungry and excited. Yeah,
0: I I feel like this podcast is going to get sidetracked quickly with Ruffles Tree talk. Tie a yellow ribbon around the old Ruffles Tree. That would be, if I could, like, we have a lemon tree in the backyard, a couple of apple trees, but I would bulldoze all of them for just one Ruffles Tree.
1: I'm just picturing you in, like, a bulldozer with one of those hats on and, like, a big, huge bag of ruffles laughing.
0: Uh that would be amazing. I'm just planting the chips in the ground and then have Maggie tell me, like, that's not how that works. Those won't grow trees.
1: Not true. I saw <laughs> acorns grow into trees.
0: Yeah, then why did I spend $1,000 renting a bulldozer if it's not going to work? And she'll be like, you spent what?
1: It's probably more than that. Isn't oh, I'm
0: it? sure it's way more than that. $1,000 was just the highest amount of money I could think of.
1: That would be a nice deal. You get a bulldozer for the afternoon for a, a grand.
0: Yeah. yeah. I will, uh, I'm going to look into that, see how much a bulldozer really costs. And then I'm going to rent one and mm-hmm. knock down some trees.
1: No, then you, we start a GoFundMe.
0: Oh, that's right. I want so to start we- a GoFundMe for, I want to find the most like useless use of a GoFundMe and see how many people I can like irk. With just like asking for money for that. I can't tell what that would be.
1: There should be, I I think I know. If you had a GoFundMe to fund your creative process to come up with a good GoFundMe campaign. Oh, very meta. I like it. I think people, a lot of people would appreciate that and just donate a lot of money. (laughs) I think so. I would feel terrible if people actually donated to that though. If you get enough, you could really do it.
0: That's true. All right, that's uh, maybe I'll do that ahead of the next episode, and we'll have an update of how that's going.
1: The GoFundMe, GoFundMe update.
0: Yes. So, what do I need money? Why? So, what's the justification of why I would need money to think of a good GoFundMe page?
1: Is it because just spending know, my time, or? Yeah, you know how like uh, they have these residencies for like uh, aspiring novelists and stuff, where. They basically give you a stipend to work on a novel so you can do whatever you want. You just go like in a house in the wilderness or whatever and sit there and write until you're done. That's like that. You have to have time to let it flow and and come up with a good campaign. I actually, because my company had like
0: a, a day retreat there, I know of a location around the Bay Area that like does that kind of thing. It's like a house for artists. So I already have a location. I don't know what they charge. I don't think that much. So maybe I should find a
1: fancier place. Yeah, find like a really bloated, you know, expensive place. Yeah. And then you got bonus profits to buy ruffles.
0: I need to get like three hour back massages to release my creative process.
1: Exactly. And you can't be doing that if you're working.
0: No, no. Can't be doing that if I'm working. All right. I'm going to think on that. But I also, I wanted to get to the whiskey I have for this episode, because I'm pretty excited about this. It's uh, another scotch. I know I've been hitting a lot of scotches uh, in the last few months, but this one I thought looked particularly good. It is Buchanan's Deluxe Blended Scotch Whiskey, aged 12 years, and it is... Well, uh, distilled, blended, and bottled in Scotland. Let's see if I can find the actual town, product of Scotland. I'm looking on the Googles. Yeah, why am I not finding it? How do they not put it on the bottle? I really like that they have deluxe in the title. Yeah, that's how I know it's good. Otherwise, how would you know? I I should start refusing to buy anything that doesn't say deluxe. Yeah, it's imported into Connecticut, but I
1: can't... I'm finding a lot of stuff about it, except... Where it's from. Maybe it's
0: a lie. Maybe it's made in Connecticut.
1: I think I found the right Google phrase. Where this whiskey from? I I always end up like, I'll start with like Buchanan's deluxe uh, scotch. And then I was like, oh, this is just giving me basic info. So then I put at the end, city of origin. (laughs) It just, even on the Wikipedia page, it just says Scotland. All right. I guess Scotland does not have any cities, apparently. Just one big place. Oh, James Buchanan, the guy who made it, was from Larn, and then he moved to Glasgow. Okay. All right. Let's say it's Glasgow, then. Uh, I've got it on the rocks. Well, while you taste this, I have a killer way to ask you how it was, so don't say anything yet. Just let me know when you're ready. Ready. Okay. So this is from Glasgow. Mm-hmm. How did that Glasgow?
0: Hey, nice. I like it. I
1: Applause. will say...
0: This, yeah, let's hold for applause. Okay, and we're back. I'm going to give Buchanan's Deluxe Smooth. That glass went well. Nice taste to it. Nice taste to it. It has um, a good aftertaste. It's very smooth. I think it doesn't have a ton of body, but that might be because it's been sitting in the ice for a little while. Uh, It's... um, 80 proof, and you can tell it's, like, not too strong. But I like the way it's sitting with me. It gives me just uh, a little bit of kind of tummy heat, which I like. So it feels Ooh, them- good, but it's also not, like, smoky in the sense that a lot of scotches are, which I appreciate, especially at this hour. I don't really want a real
1: smoky scotch. So, yeah, I like it. I'm giving it smooth. I think you. we should also... Another idea that I've had... Um... We should make a whiskey called Tummy Heat. Tummy Heat. Yeah, I would like Tum- that. Tummy Heat. <laughs> yeah.
0: So that's. Uh, I can't remember if I gave the last whiskey smoother to boot, but this one is is definitely on a smooth train.
1: I think yours was smooth. I think it barely made it on. Yeah. Was it like uh, it was McAllen or something like that? Oh, it might have been. No, I think it was. like did like Devil's
0: Cut or something. Jim Beam.
1: Oh, that's is right. That it?
0: Yeah. So that was, like, barely hanging on to the smooth train. But this one, Buchanan's Select's, I like it. Definitely
1: on the smooth train. Wait, is it Selects or Deluxe? Buchanan's Deluxe. Deluxe, okay. Yeah. That's good. I'm, I'm, I need to get a scotch. I've been very bourbon and uh, Irish whiskey heavy no, recently.
0: I, I would say definitely give it a go. It's from Mystery Town, Scotland. That's another <laughs> smooth recommendation to all of our listeners out there.
1: Congratulations to the estate of James Buchanan for
0: passing this test.
1: Definitely. All
0: right, let's get into our top five list. As we talked about at the top of the episode, this is top five Chicagoland breweries. I'm excited. Are you ready B pimp? I'm really excited to, to talk a lot about beers. Love me some beers. All right, let's get into it then. These are Our top five Chicagoland breweries. More than four, less than six. It's the top five. All right, B-Pimp, what is your
1: number five Chicagoland brewery? For number five, I'm going back to my hometown of Lansing, Illinois. Whoa. And going with One Trick Pony. One Trick Pony. All right, tell me a little bit about One Trick. So it's a little tiny taproom brewery. Um... Located about two minutes from my parents' house where I grew up, um, and it, they make some really good beers. They have a uh, double IPA called Warlander that is really good, very potent. Can't have too much of it. Mm-hmm. Um, they have another one called Cocoa Butter Kisses that's kind of like a uh, like a stout with some chocolatey notes. That's good. Plus, it's named after a Chance the Rapper song, so I'm always behind that. Um, and they the tap room's cool. It's a decent amount of space. I get a little outdoor patio. Where really cool decor. Where in Lansing is it? Like if you if you remember my parents' house behind it, there was a farm field. Yeah, and all the way across it, there's a, a like a park down there, and a, there's a road just beyond that. And if you go across that into like the industrial area, uh-huh. that like gets close to eighty ninety four. Um, it's right over there in the Furniture Road area. Interesting. How long has it been there? It's been there for quite a while. I have to look. Let me look really quick and see. Other website doesn't work. Uh, that's that's the sign of a really good brewery. They don't it was, it, they
0: don't give a shit about anything but the beer. It took me to GoDaddy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, well, pay I'm, for that I'm, domain name, guys. <laughs> I'm going to uh, guess that it was like 15 years ago, something like that. So it hasn't been around too long, but they make some really good beer.
0: Nice. Uh, cool. Good number five. All right, my number five is Argus Brewery. Now, it's based out originally, maybe it's still there, out of Pullman in Chicago. So, like, far south side. Uh, If you don't know much about the history of Pullman, it used to be its own little weird railroad town uh, that's very cool to still, like, go and visit. But Argus Brewery, a couple of reasons I like this. First of all, I think their Pegasus IPA is delicious. It's not as, like, insanely hoppy as some other IPAs. And also, I learned, actually, as I was just doing a little bit of research on this, that the hops come from the Pacific Northwest, which I did not know when I picked this one. But upon learning it, maybe that's why I like it better. The Your, other... palate,
1: your palate just identified that. Yes. Larger. I also
0: think it's, like, a great name for a brewery. I used to have... Uh, my childhood dog's name was Argus. Which is a good dog name because it's based on the 100-Eye... Uh, I think he's like one of the gatekeepers of Hades in Greek mythology. But like an 100-Eye dog. So uh, this place has a lot of things going for it. The only thing I don't like about Argus Brewery is that we try to get... I think it was their... I'm trying to remember exactly which beer it was. I think it was just their, like, red ale, um, the bloodshot red ale, at our wedding. And for whatever reason, Benny's, who we ordered all of our, um, or a lot of our beer for and other alcohol for our wedding, could not get enough of it. So we didn't have it at our wedding, which was they, disappointing to me. They blew yeah. it. Yeah. So I'm. that's why I have them at number five and probably not higher. Also, you got to try if you like just a Pilsner, you can't beat the Paszki Pilsner, which I'm hopefully I'm saying that right. It's kind of a Polish word, but yeah, Argus Brewery. Uh, very feels like old school Chicago, and I love it for that. So, that's my number five.
1: I'm gonna check that out. I have not had any of their beer, and I was, I'm intrigued now. Yes, definitely get it. It's delicious. My number four is going to be Half Acre. Oh, I just took that off my list. I like Half Acre. Um, I can see it being on the edge of the list. I mean, I have it up for you. Knocked it off. But, I mean, Daisy Cutter is a standby for me. If I'm not sure what I want and I see those Tall Boy cans at the store, I'm going to get it because it's delicious. Um, They have Double Daisy Cutter from time to time, which is really good, too. I'm a big fan of those huge IPAs. Mm -hmm. Um, they make a good Pilsner pony that I like. Have you, are you a fan of theirs? Oh, huge fan. And I, I think that Daisy
0: Cutter, if, if you had to tell me what is, you pick one beer that is the standard, like Chicago beer, I'd be hard pressed to say anything else besides Daisy
1: Cutter. It is a good, I mean, that's a good choice. It's got... Even just the can is very iconic. Like, it's that silver with the daisies on it, and it's got a cool, their logos on it. They made a cool daisy color logo. It's nice. I like their artwork on the cans. I'm a sucker for that. Mm-hmm. So, Gone Away was the other one that they come out with every t- every so often that I like too. It's another pale ale. Um, so, they make, they make some good beers. I'm a fan. Yeah,
0: they are great. And I kind of regret kicking them off my list. Um, but. They definitely deserve to be on it.
1: What What is next on the list that Acre did not make?
0: So number four for me is Two Brothers out of Warrenville, Illinois. And the reason I put it number four is probably not on the strength of one particular beer. But I think they've done a very good job of just having a whole lineup of beers I really enjoy. I've always loved just Domain DuPage, Prairie Path, Abel's Wise, Cain & Abel, all good. Um, I also uh, really like the Sidekick when that's out. And they've gotten a little bit bigger, and I think like real beer snobs, if they hear you say one of your favorite breweries is Two Brothers, will probably scoff at you, but I don't care. They have a lot of good beers, and I like them. I also like that my band got the opportunity to play at two brothers roundhouse which was really fun which was a really cool building too
1: didn't I do ruffles with you there
0: yes and that was that was where not after we did ruffles that one random guy came up to us and told us how much he liked the song and how much his dad would like the song and we were the
1: inaugural isn't he the inaugural member of the whiskey sessions mail email list <laughs> probably I gotta take a look at that thing maybe dust off the old email list. It's in a binder like in
0: <laughs> in your closet. Yeah. But yeah, we did Ruffles there and it was just that was a fun place to play and I that building is cool because it also incorporates um trains or you know, it was an old like train uh roundhouse facility, which I think is also gives it that like really cool history to it. So yeah, I don't care what people say if they're if they're too stuck up for two brothers, they can just Get their whatever dumb brewery I've never heard of. That I'm sure is crappy. <laughs> I
1: liked I, I liked your brothers. I didn't put them on my list, they're not a real mention for me, but they do make some good beers that I do I am a fan of, so I considered them, but couldn't quite make it uh, yeah. to mine. I think if I'm not
0: mistaken, I've seen Sidekick out here. Maybe that's a lie. Ooh, that would be cool. I think I have. Uh, Big maybe, reach. Yeah.
1: So my number three is next? Your number three. What is your number three? My number three is from a place that's near and dear to your heart, I'm sure, Lombard, Illinois. And it is Noon Whistle Brewing. Wow. I have not even heard of it. And where in the Lombard is it? It's on Roosevelt. Um, it is by Whirly Ball, kind of. Oh, you know where Whirly Ball is, right? Yeah, yeah, I know the whole area. Okay. Yeah. How, how? When did this brewery open? Um, let's see if I if their website is up and running, or if I go get redirected to GoDaddy. Yeah. <laughs> do site Do they usually put something like that on their site, like established, whenever? Uh, that is a good question. I don't know. Do they have an about us? That would be another question. Let's see. Also helpful. Oh, our story. That sounds promising.
0: Yeah, you know what I love, though? On all of these like websites for breweries, they will ask you, like, are you 21? As if that's... So what if I'm not?
1: Yeah, like, you no... just have to be able to... You have to be old enough to fake a year.
0: Yeah, why even ask me?
1: I can't find the year. I know that I went there last summer, and it was the first time I had gone, and it looked like it was pretty a pretty new space, but I'm not really sure. Maybe I should have... Research these uh, beforehand nah. but they just they make good solid delicious beer the tap room is really cool like they have a they just have a numbering system and they have just a counter at the front and then they can in there and they do all this other stuff um and i, I had a good time and they made a i'm not usually not a fan of stouts especially like coffee stouts because it's just too heavy for me but they made one called bernie that was named after Bernie Sanders, so that also won them points in my favor. Nice, yeah. I, I gotta try that out next time I'm there. Yeah, I, re- I recommend it. They were, it was a pleasant experience. They had all the beer, every beer I had was good. Yeah. I tried about four or five.
0: All right, my number three, and I discussed with you ahead of time. This was part of the Chicago MSA, so I'm including it as Chicagoland. Is Three Floyds, out of Munster, Indiana. So Three Floyds has, they both meet the strength of one beer, and that for me is Alpha King. I think I I used to prefer Gumball Head, but I like them both. And they also have just not only Alpha King and Gumball Head, I love Robert the Bruce. So there's still some I want to try, and I can't get it out here. And I've also never been to the actual brewery. And I'd like to, but it's just, like, kind of hard to get to from Chicago.
1: Have you had Yum Yum? Did you mention that?
0: Yum Yum I have had, yeah. Okay. But I think a lot of people, like, Three Floyds is, even though you can't get it everywhere, is known nationally as being a really good brewery. Yeah. And I've heard that from other people who said, like, oh, you know, I would like to make it out that
1: way. They're expanding. They have a distillery opening soon, or it's, it may be open, and they're just getting their products started. But they're going to start making whiskey. Really?
0: Yeah. Do you know where the distillery is going to be? Is it going to be like next to their brew house?
1: Yeah, they're expanding. Like the they ex- they already did it. They built like an add on, and then they're they are doing even more. They're going to make the whole front of it into like a. It almost looks like a festival space. It's got like all these big like artwork and like big glass ceilings outside like an atrium and it looks pretty crazy they're doing a lot of expansion
0: nice hmm that would be a good opportunity to make it out at some point I got to make it out there and now it's like harder to imagine when I will but I would like
1: to yeah I grew up like 10 minutes from there um I've heard their staff is kind of obnoxious is that true yeah you know I was just gonna say because I didn't put them on my list um
0: (laughs) because they're a bunch of jerks
1: Well, no, I, it's really just, you know, I'm, for me, I was like, what am I excited about? What do I drink now? What am I, you know, what do I like the most? And I've drank three floyds for a long time. I do think they do, they make good beer. They have a number of beer. You mentioned most of the beers I like that they make. Um, but going there is prohibitive. Like you can't get in because it's just not a big enough space for the amount of people that go. And it's just annoying. Like, I don't want to deal with that. That's frustrating after a while. Yeah, it's like, you know, I don't care. Plus, they they charge in, insane amounts of money to sell it up here in the northwest suburbs. Like, a six-pack of cans is like 15 bucks. Oh, get it's out like, of here. Come on. I'm not kidding. I'm yeah. not kidding. That's it, like, That should not be acceptable. Or maybe, no, they don't make cans. Bottles. Just like, I think it might have been Alpha King or something. It was on the bottom shelf at this liquor store by my office, and it's like 14 dollars I'm like, what? you know, it's good, but come on. That's ridiculous. I know you had to bring it up here and whatever, blah blah blah, and people will pay that because if they've, you know, aren't aren't as used to it, and they want to get a hold of it. So if they can make money doing that, I guess it's fine. But it's it's just ridiculous.
0: Yeah, that uh is insane. Fifty, like I, I'm trying to think what is the amount that I'll stomach for like a six pack in a liquor store, where I where I won't think much of it. I think it's about eleven or twelve. Like, if something is 12 or more, I'm like, okay, this better be, like, really good.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Because, like, there's beers that are even more local to hear that, you know, they're really good and and I won't care, like, what price they put on it. Like, Daisy Cutter's an example. It's, like, a four-pack of those big cans. Right. And it's... I don't care what they charge. Like, if I see it and I'm in the mood for it, I just buy it. It Mm -hmm. doesn't matter to me. Like, because it's good. I know it's delicious. And... And I feel like it's always been really consistently good. Um, so it's just, I don't know. It, it, it's a case-by-case basis. But there's just some things recently that have turned me off about them. And I just didn't want to put them on my list. So Fair enough. Suck it, Three Floyds. You know, I mean, and maybe that's the thing. Because I haven't
0: actually been there. Maybe if I went to the brewery itself, it would be removed from my list. But I haven't. I haven't gotten a personal taste of their obnoxiousness yet.
1: I never, you know, that part, I I, I haven't had a personal experience like that, but I have heard people say, I mean, one of their gimmicks is, like, the owners run the place, and they close it whenever they feel like it. So it can be jam-packed on a Thursday night at 11 o'clock, and they're like, we're done, we're going home, so we're closing. It's like, there's no set hours. So there's just things about it, like, yeah, part of it, okay, you could say it's a charm of the place and whatever, and it is kind of a cool building and stuff, but um, meh. Meh. Fair enough. All right, what is your number two? My number two is Off Color Brewing. Whoa. Good pick. You, you turned me on to them, actually. They are good. And they make some of my favorite beers, like Apex Predator, mm-hmm. um, which is a farmhouse ale and Off and Troublesome, I also like a lot. Um, which, what do they classify? Charitable soda? Oh, it's a Go's style. Yeah. Which is, they're both ca- have those sour characteristics, but they're so good. And, and it's another thing a four pack of those, they sell them in four packs of bottles. I don't care what the price is. If I want it, I'm going to pay whatever they're charging. Like, Jewel, if I'm lazy, I'm there and I see it and I'm going to buy it. Like, that's, that's, that's one of my inner rotation beers now. So that, that's why I had to put them up here. Yeah.
0: They, uh, well, I I won't lie to you. I'll be talking about them a little bit later, but they have just a bunch of good beers. Just that I also think it's awesome that they've had like a, I guess what like a, a pairing with the the Field Museum. That I'm, I'm trying oh, to remember what the name of the beer is.
1: Isn't the, that Sioux beer named uh, after the Sioux dinosaur?
0: Yeah, they had the Sioux beer. They have another one that's I think a little bit newer. It's like Wari. Um, I don't
1: know. I'm not sure why they have a connection with the Field Museum,
0: but I think it's awesome that they do.
1: They're they're near. They're located near where you used to live, right? Yeah, they're pretty close. I think okay. they
0: are maybe a, They were a little bit west and south of Logan Square.
1: Yeah, that's. What I, I think that's what I. Re- what I had in mind about it. Yeah, I think we were about like two miles away from them or something like that. Although I could probably figure it out. That's much cooler than living near Three Floyds. I'd much rather live near Off Color. Well, okay, they have... I have never been here. Oh, here
0: we go. They have Uh, a
1: tap tap room and then a
0: brewery, right? They have a tap room that opened in November of last year, so I missed it. But it's in that kind of... um, that North and Clyburn area. Oh, yeah. It's right near that humongous Whole Foods that's right there. And oh, I, interesting. I walked
1: that area many, many times.
0: Yeah, same. Whoa, that's cool that they opened there. Yeah, I wish I could go
1: back to Nepal now.
0: Yes. Okay, I am going to go there next time I'm in Chicago.
1: I'm going to go with you whether you invite me or not. I will invite you then to make it less awkward. <laughs> just give me a vague time that you'll be there and I'll just show up and cause a big
0: scene i to be there somewhere between 10am and 10pm
1: trick question, the whole time I'll be there
0: yes, wow, okay alright, good pick for your number 2 not to spoil it, my number 2 is Flesk Brewing in good old Barrington, Illinois Formerly double dip, double of, dip yeah, you know we would have had a double dip no matter who went first as it turns out but um so yeah, Flesk, we all know it's owned by our good friend James O'Brien. The reason I'm not giving it number one, even though I think it could easily be number one, is I I want to give James some incentive to keep on trying to get better. But That's i was so say, nice of you. I know isn't it kind? Uh so here's here's what I'm gonna say about Flesk. They're amazing, they're on the strength of several individual beers, but also as a group, they do nothing wrong. They've had... They've switched their lineup so much, it's like hard for me to keep up every time I'm back there. But Standard, that is, I think, by far the best milk stout out there, The Running Man. And I, I'm glad to see that they're still brewing that one. But I... Yeah, Flesk Brewing... Big Pointy...
1: big. Have you had Big Pointy Teeth? I don't remember if we... Talked about that. I haven't had
0: Big Pointy Tooth. I've had Feral Cat. What what kind of beer is Big Pointy
1: Tooth? That's the Double IPA they made, um, and had that like scary bunny logo. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So I haven't had that one,
0: but I love um, the Kai, the Feral Cat, uh, the Coat of Arms. Like just tons of good beers that they've made. It's. Uh, a great actual brew house to go to if you haven't been there in Barrington, and I'm gonna tell you they can like barely keep up with the kind of demand that they have out there. It's popular.
1: Yeah, they're getting they're getting a lot of good business, and that's even more impressive considering that um, I know from good sources that they're having a hard time getting signage up because of like weird Barrington code restrictions that they have come on Barrington. Uh, so you have to know it's there because i think they do now have a sign in the yard on the opposite side that faces that street so Mm -hmm. that people at least could see that if they're close but they're trying to get like a mural painted or doing something cool on like that building so that you know that's it but um the beer should draw people in because you know
0: yeah and it seems like it does but barrington stop giving them a tough time
1: like, come on, Barrington. Yeah,
0: come on, Barrington.
1: But this is my number one, so I we I got to talk about it, too. I mean, this was a tough decision because I do have to think about my bias as a friend of James and knowing his brothers that work there with him and run the place and own the place. And, like, just how – they're very nice people. It's a great place to go hang out and drink beer. Um, they make – fantastic beers, uh, some newer ones that they've done, like Birdhouse in Your Soul I talked about previously, the sour that came out last summer. Mm. Um, so good. They make they have Other Brother, which I, th- I think is the red that he makes, which is still, I mean, not my favorite style, but he does. Every style of beer I've had that James makes is, like, my favorite of that style.
0: I'm seeing so, something on their site called Train Line, and I haven't had that, but it looks delicious.
1: Yeah, that's a new one, too, that they just... Came out with recently.
0: See, this is the thing. This is, this is where I'm getting the jealousy of you being fairly near, Flesk. because I there are easily six, seven beers on this list that I've never had. And never heard of. So I think like a lot of them are new. How am I supposed to get them, James, in Oakland?
1: When he when he opens his extension.
0: That's Oakland. I, I know we talked about this before, but and I haven't heard anything from him about opening up a a spot in the Bay Area. It doesn't even have to be in Oakland. It can be in San Leandro or Berkeley. I don't care. I'll still go. I'm just saying it has to happen.
1: You're flexible. It
0: doesn't have to be in your backyard. No, it can be up to ten minutes away.
1: <laughs> That's what I. Well, I'm about twenty to be fair. Twenty. It's okay. Pretty close.
0: I'll do twenty. So that extends out to San Lorenzo. Uh, he can do Alameda if he needs to, even up to Albany and hell, I'll throw it in El Cerrito,
1: or Orinda if he needs to go uh, further east. I got I got to name some more beers because I looked up the list because it's bringing back memories. So all the ones that they're out of, they go through things so quickly because it's so good. Yeah, but. Like, Sticky Sunrise was an IPA that he had over the summer, which was double dry-hopped. It was fantastic. They had one called Soda Sopa, which was a session IPA, so lower alcohol. Unbelievably good. Particle Man, they just ran out of another high-alcohol IPA. Citra and Mosaic Hops, unbelievably citrusy and delicious. Just (laughs) constantly churning out the hits like no other.
0: Have you had Canary in a coal mine? I'm seeing that as an IPA with the just 4.5%. So that's the kind of, I like Session-y IPAs.
1: Although this actually re- doesn't look session but at least I don't the- remember if I tried that. I know I saw it there, but I've always, I it, I think it was when I was just drinking constantly the sour mm-hmm. and I never had anything else. <laughs> Flesk
0: is great.
1: And not
0: to spoil it, uh, though I know I already have, my number one is your number two, Off-Color Brewing, I didn't expect us to necessarily have the same top two.
1: It's like a two way double dip.
0: Yeah. But we talked about how Daisy Cutter is kind of that classic Chicago beer that I think a lot of people, especially in Chicago and in and around Chicago, would consider that like go to. For me, as soon as I had it uh, for the first time, it was troublesome. And like anytime I am unsure of a beer that I want, it's I'm going to go with troublesome and I want to be happy that I did. And if I don't go with that, then I'll go with Apex Predator, and I'll be really happy that I did. And there's just, just a flurry of beers that I like there. The Tooth and Claw—that's the one that we talked about. That was the uh, Sue the Dinosaur beer.
1: I haven't um, had that one yet. I saw it at the store or yeah. somewhere, but.
0: And the Fierce, um, which is another kind of like soury beer, which is kind of a theme with them. I feel like a, a lot of their beers sort of have
1: that kind of sour taste to them. I'm a late comer to that style, and part of it was because you did bring actually early on, and it may have been early on when we recorded at our old apart, my old apartment, but you brought that troublesome, I believe it was, and then also Apex Predator, and I was first drawn in by how cool their artwork is, because um, like Apex Predator's got the lion, and it's, it, it's just like I'm a sucker for those, and like I. I like to pay attention to it. Oh yeah, The uh, branding is on point. It's really good, and yeah. I was like, okay, this is interesting. And then as soon, as, that was another one where as soon as I tasted, it, I was like, this is delicious.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, they are great. But
0: uh, yeah, what are your some of your honorable mentions?
1: We talked about some of them. I didn't have too many, but um, we had there was a couple that we already talked about. I did want to say like Lagunitas is here now. Mm-hmm. It's. I don't identify it as a Chicago beer because it's originally from California, so I didn't even include it or anything. But yeah, I uh, wanted to go up to the the California one. I think is in
0: how oh, is it Petaluma? <laughs> I can't remember exactly where it is. It's Petaluma is what I think I it's got Petaluma. In Petaluma. Yeah, so it's like for me that'd be like an hour. Well, it depends on traffic. Maybe an hour and a half. Yeah, I gotta make it up there. People love going up there.
1: You're you're relatively close to Anchor Steam too, aren't you?
0: Oh yeah. Now there are at some point after you come out here and we try a flurry of different bait area beers, we should do the same list for the bay.
1: Oh yeah. Absolutely. That's we have to.
0: Yes. Agreed. I already
1: have some in my mind that I know that are from there that I like, but I want to get some first hand experience. There are a bunch. Yeah. That's uh that's what I've
0: liked about moving here. Not that like all the breweries here are great, but just like to be able to try a whole new set at breweries,
1: yeah, and find some new faves. Yeah, it's
0: fun. What else you got in your honorable mentions?
1: That might be about it. I did, I mean, we talked about it like southern Wisconsin, technically, is in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I did want to, I, I personally just restricted myself to like even smaller of an area. I so can see that.
0: yeah, I didn't
1: a want couple, to. Include Wisconsin a couple in. other ones that fit in are like Pokro, which is in Griffith, Indiana. Huh. Uh, that's one that we went to at Mr. Ryan's bachelor party we did a little brew bus tour nice Uh, and that place had some good beers i need to go back because i don't remember names yet like of it i only went there once but i remember trying like two different ones or three different ones and being very happy with their selection i think lakefront um in uh lake michigan makes or uh michigan city indiana sorry Uh, Not in the lake, but um, I think (laughs) they make some good beers, too. Um, I haven't had enough of them, so I didn't put them on the list, but there are a lot of good breweries in the area, even in Indiana.
0: Yeah, I like uh, Revolution in Logan Square. Uh, They always have uh, a bunch of beers I like, and I'm a big Fist City fan. Half Acre, uh, of course, which I left off. Um, Hopewell, which is pretty good, also in Logan Square. And Metropolitan, I think if there's another kind of Chicago classic beer, it's Flywheel.
1: They also make, I should have had them on Honorable Mentions, uh, uh Shaft, Yes. Which is a Kolsch that I really like. Yeah, so that's, uh, those
0: are my Honorable Mentions. But yeah, if you have any Chicagoland breweries that you think we should check out or left off our list, we probably didn't do it intentionally, maybe we just haven't had it yet. Go ahead and hit us up on Twitter. That's at Whiskey Sessions. Or let us know at our email address. That's Whiskey Sessions Music at gmail.com. And we're going to go ahead and get to your emails now. These are your emails. You sent us emails to read. Emails, and now we'll read them. All right, B Pimp, what do we got in the old email inbox?
1: I have one from London, England, from James. He asks, hey, Whiskey Chaps, I noticed in your top five game shows, you did not mention my favorite game show, The Chase. It's Hmm. shown in America on Game Show Network. What do you think of The Chase? I don't know that one. I'm sort of familiar. This is the one with that big British guy who's like a trivia savant. So all these people... He's called the Beast, and all these people, like, take turns uh, trying to stump him. Oh. So they have they have this huge, like, wall of questions, and you have to, like, make it up to him on this wall. Like, the lights turn off every time you get one right. So is it kind of <laughs> like, like, win Ben Stein's money, except he's not a shitface? face? <laughs> yes, that actually is a pretty decent analogy, but they have, like... They ask a lot more questions on this show, so they have like a ton of steps you have to pass. Uh, okay. And then if you get to the beast, then you get a one on one challenge and try to beat him. And he's, I think he's been beaten like on a couple occasions, but I'm pretty sure he's, he just knocks people off left and right. Wow. interesting.
0: No, I haven't heard of that one, uh, but I will check it out. All right, this one says Dear Whiskey Sessions, uh, and this is also referring to our game shows episode. A lot of hot takes on the game shows
1: episode. Generated a lot of chatter.
0: Yeah. The hate for Pat Sajak in your game show episode is totally unwarranted. He is talented, a stand-up gentleman, and not at all a creep. Sincerely, Fat Payback from Burbank, California. <laughs> hmm. I do like the, uh, the name Fat Payback.
1: It sounds like a character from like a 70s action movie.
0: Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Well, I mean, that's probably not... Pat Sajak writing in.
1: I, he would have taken a little bit more care to conceal his identity, I hope.
0: No, and I have a tough time believing Pat Sajak has ever written an email before. He doesn't even have a computer or phone. No. But if you would like to write us an email, please go ahead and do that. You can reach us at whiskey sessions music at gmail.com and we'll read them on a future episode. But thank you for joining us on this one. Make sure you go frequent your Chicagoland breweries, and if you haven't made it out to Chicagoland in a while, there are a bunch of good ones, and we just gave you some. So, that does it for this episode. pimp. you got any words of wisdom to leave him off with? Way to go, fat payback. Way to go, fat payback. All right, this is A-Mets saying peace out. Bye. Bye.